Welcome back everyone to Chipstock Investor. Today we're going to be covering two companies in the cybersecurity space, Palo Alto Networks and Fortinet. Now, you may not think of these two companies as chip stocks per se, but these companies rely heavily on the semiconductor industry. And as you'll see, one of them even provides some, some of its own chips. The first thing we'll look at today is a visual about the cybersecurity industry. At 35 billion of the total, cloud security is a huge portion of the $220 billion in global annual spending in the cybersecurity industry. So let's take a look at both of these companies. Yeah, Casey, thank you for putting together this visual. I think this kind of helps illustrate uh, the big shift in the cybersecurity space in the last few years because network security uh, and and what this graphic is basically saying here is like traditional networking security used to be the bigger the biggest portion of this pie, uh, but cloud security, the highest value uh, currently and and still growing very quickly. There's there's been a big secular shift because because of the cloud. Uh, historical methods of securing data and applications no longer work. Before continuing, let me remind you to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if this video is helpful as you do your own investment research and increase your knowledge of business and technology. We really appreciate the support as subscribing to the channel helps us continue putting out content like this. So back in the day, companies would tend to use a physical firewall that would protect an actual physical location, like let's say an office space. And I like to compare this type of security as like a castle and a moat. So if you want access to the castle, you've got to cross the moat. Basically, you've got to, you've got to go into the office and, and log in from the, the computer from your workstation there. But with the cloud, things have changed because now employees can be anywhere and can log in from any device and so there's been this shift from a castle and moat type of strategy to something that looks more like a counterintelligence agency. Um, these in security industry parlance, this is often called zero trust architecture. There's a nice graphic here. Uh, this is actually from CrowdStrike's website, but but this is actually some standards that are provided by NIST that show these various different types of cloud services that make up uh, that make up this zero trust architecture and basically the way that this changes is no matter who it is and where they're from and from what device they're using there's now software based policies that are set up and those policies are are programmed to constantly question the login constantly prompt a login to verify who is accessing the information before before that attempted login is trusted and allowed into the company's resources. So that's the big secular shift here, um, and it's it's been driven by the cloud, but it is beginning to affect the entire security industry. So this zero trust architecture really proliferating across all of those bubbles that you that you made in that bubble chart network, endpoint security, um, of course, the cloud, and so on. Thanks, Nick, for that explanation. Maybe we can talk about the stocks now because both of them are up a lot. Uh, Fortinet is up 40%, Palo Alto Networks 55%, 
in the past few months. And this is at at or near all-time highs for both of these companies. So where are we at in this in this cycle? Cybersecurity is a secular growth trend. Um, it even before cloud computing really started to take over, uh, cybersecurity is really important because IT is beginning to infiltrate every nook and cranny of the global economy at scale. Uh, every company is now required to be a technologist. So uh, you can't just make the shift uh, to a digital first type of business and ignore cybersecurity. So uh, growth got a shot in the arm during the pandemic when everybody kind of went into work from home mode for a while. Uh, but really what that did was it was like kind of a spark to set off a lot of growth that had really needed to happen for a long time. But a lot of companies simply were just like, you know, pinching pennies, not paying for the cybersecurity they needed. And I think it's a big reason why there have been so many data breaches in the last few years. I mean, you think about things as, as dumb and silly as like uh, energy pipelines um, in the U.S. getting hacked into. But I mean, that's where we're at. Like everything, everything has an IT system attached to it. So uh, these companies are enjoying secular growth trends. And again, the chart that you put together there, the expectation is 10 to 12% compound annual growth for the next five years or so. Uh, this industry is is shooting towards $300 billion in global annual spend, $300 billion each and every single year within the next five years. Um, so a lot of growth out there ready to be scooped up. Okay, let's start with the biggest pure play here in cybersecurity, Palo Alto Networks. They're the biggest by market cap and by revenue. And you can see from this chart here, fiscal year 2023, you can see revenue to date is $4.94 billion, which is a 25% year over year growth rate. And you can see they've had over a 20% growth rate the past few years. So it's it's exponential growth, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is one of our two favorites, Palo Alto and Fortinet, which we'll, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, I'm a big fan of CEO Nikesh Arora. He came over a few years ago from SoftBank. Uh, prior to that, uh, excuse me, at SoftBank's Vision Fund. And then prior to that, he was an executive at Google. Um, so been around the tech industry for a long time. And he really set out to transform Palo Alto Networks from the legacy cybersecurity company that it was into what it is today. And it is a leader in cloud first cybersecurity. So they made, they made a hard pivot with over a dozen acquisitions the first few years he was there uh, towards cloud first software based business. Um, there's an infographic here that they provide that kind of shows that evolution because they do still have some hardware sales. Not much, not much left anymore. Uh, that part of the business they've kind of allowed to just stagnate. Most of the business now is software based, um, especially what they call their next gen security. Uh, and that particular segment grew and annualized revenue and for that segment grew 60% in the last quarter 
uh, approaching 2.6 billion. Um, so really this is, though it's the largest cybersecurity stock pure play, this is absolutely a high growth business. And I think a lot of investors equate small cap stocks with more growth potential. And I think we really need to kind of expunge that thinking here because really uh, Palo Alto Networks, yes, it is the biggest peer play, but all the tech giants play in cybersecurity as well. So Palo Alto Networks, in the grand scheme of things, let's think of it more of like kind of a mid cap stock. It's still in high growth mode. They still have a lot of work to do on profit margins. And as a result, like that's that's the uh, the sweet spot that we like, right? When you get revenue growth and profit margin expansion, you can get some really, really huge uh, stock stock returns over the long term. Let's talk a little bit about valuation now and price target. Yeah, we know everybody wants to know the price target. Uh, this one is messy, though. Uh, so the company is only just now hitting gap profitability. They're just now turning the corner on positive, unadjusted net income. And so that's going to turn a lot of investors off, I know, and I think it has for the last few years. But, you know, this is this is the trade-off you get that we've talked a lot about here before, Casey. Software-based businesses, which is what Palo Alto Networks is these days, is software is the most scalable business ever created by humankind. You can create something once and then you can sell it as many times as you have potential customers. And so the profit margin capabilities are huge. The problem with software is there's very little to no actual moat. And cybersecurity is is a prime example of this. You have tons of competition. So you've, you've got to pay the sales force to, uh, to continuously go out and and make new customers and upsell existing ones. And so thus the company only just now hitting positive net income. However, uh, taking a look again at the, the KPI here from, from Main Street data, you can see the company's actually been free cash flow positive for quite some time. Um, I think that is actually the better metric to look at. And, and it's important to note here that they're so free cash flow positive that, um, especially in the last couple of years, Nikesh Aurora and the top team have been dedicated to repurchasing stock to try and offset the dilution created by employee stock-based compensation. So um, I think I think that kind of is an offsetting effect here. It looks messy, but I think free cash flow is the best way to look at this company for now. Uh, and I think it's not as... It's not cheap anymore. When we started talking about this one on this channel um, earlier this year and late in 2022, it was less than 20 times free cash flow. Now it's at about 26 times free cash flow. So the the premium has come up. Um, we're we're not active buyers anymore at the moment of Palo Alto Networks. I, I think. After the last quarterly earnings and the spike in stock price that followed, I think the stock is no longer cheap. Let's call it fair valued where it's at at 
roughly 210 to 220 bucks per share. Nick, I have one question about what you said about uh, share issuances versus buybacks. And I noticed in in this chart here, last quarter they had 249 million in share buybacks, but then in this most recent quarter, 130 million in issuances. So what's the deal there? Great question. Good thing you asked because you're probably not going to be the last person to ask this. <laughs> so last quarter, they did make another acquisition. Uh, earlier this year, they announced they were acquiring a company called Cider Security, uh, which is an application, an application security. So that's kind of a newer trend that is just starting to heat up, um, where you start securing the the asset, the software asset, before it's even deployed. You think about modern software development; a lot of software today is not built by writing code. It's, it's assembled using like pre-built pieces. Uh, and you can really actually call this like a supply chain. Software development goes through a supply chain. And so that's kind of what that acquisition was about, was securing the supply chain. Uh, there's another stock that we, that we own called Dynatrace uh, that's been doing fantastic, that also plays in this sandbox, as well as Synopsys, uh, the EDA company that, that we love. Um, so Palo Alto got into this with the acquisition. So they made another one. Uh, the other thing that's going on here is later this summer, Palo Alto networks, uh, has some convertible debt that's coming due that's already been accounted for in their, their share count guidance and has been for a long time, but they're going to be paying off that debt. Um, maybe we can just throw up the slide to see what that debt looks like currently right now, but they're going to, going to fully pay off that debt this summer. And so this is going to be a debt-free company, but to settle it though, uh, they're going to have to issue some, some shares and use up, use up about 1.7 billion in cash off of the balance sheet. So that's basically what's going on. I think the the share buybacks were on pause for those two reasons, but I expect them to resume before too long. Thanks for explaining that to us. Now, Palo Alto Networks is obviously a great company. Let's take a look now at one of its competitors, Fortinet. And Fortinet is kind of interesting. We'll leave a link to the last video we did on Fortinet here in the description and on, on the screen. But Fortinet also designs some of their own chips, correct? Which is a little bit different than Palo Alto Networks. So tell us how these companies differ, Nick. I... I, I would like us to be able to claim the fact that Fortinet has really started trumpeting this fact about its business after we started calling it out over a year ago. But maybe, maybe not. It probably had nothing to do with us. But <laughs> either way, we love this company and its business model. So remember, uh, you said software, the most scalable business model ever devised. Uh, but the drawback is there's very little moat. On the on the opposite end of that spectrum is like a hardware-based business where it's not very scalable. It's, it's not as scalable, obviously, as software because you have to produce a product, you have to sell it, and that kind of limits the ability for your profit to just almost infinitely scale. 
However, the the benefit of a hardware-based business is you most definitely have a defensible moat. And so that's that's kind of what Fortinet has done. Rather than transform itself into a software-first business like Palo Alto Networks, Fortinet has really doubled down on its chip design, what it calls SPUs, security, security processing units. They're best in class for this. They still sell a lot of firewall hardware. Uh, a lot of this goes into company data centers, um, company-owned networks to secure it at the actual hardware level. And then what they've done is over time, they have begun layering more subscription software services on top of that very large hardware installed base that they have. So Fortinet is cool. You kind of get the best of both worlds here. You get, you get the defensibility of a hardware business of a chip stock paired with some of the uh, amazing scalability of a software business. So out of out of these two, out of all cybersecurity stocks, Fortinet, I think, is still to this day our favorite here at Chip Stock Investor. Let's just take a look at the financials from the recent most recent quarter. The revenue for Fortinet was 1.3 billion, which was a 36% increase year over year. So huge growth, right? And I think you mentioned, or we talked about the stock price has jumped about 40% uh, year to date. What do you think about the stock price now? And do you think that it'll continue to grow? Well, uh, we need to look at the outlook. And basically what Fortinet's management um, has been saying, CEO Kenzie, they, they had an analyst day late last year. And CEO and co-founder Kenzie basically talked a lot about that hardware business, uh, which absolutely boomed during the pandemic, now provides them with a high degree of visibility into their software sales pipeline through the end of 2025. And so Fortinet is expecting no less than 20% average revenue growth from now until the end of 2025 uh, per year, on average per year. The, har the hardware sales are going to trend down after, after the boom time, but then the services, the software part is going to ramp up. So I actually think as great as this outlook is for Fortinet, I do think they are sandbagging a bit because as they layer in more software services, they're, they're projecting that their free cash flow margins are going to remain somewhat stable, mid 30% to high 30% range. I actually think there's a chance the company averages higher than that in free cash flow profit margin, possibly into the 40% range as they get all the benefit of those hardware sales the last few years. And then it trickles down into the software side of the business and software really ramps up. So I think, I think, yes, the stock has done amazing things in recent years, but I, I don't think it's finished. Let's cover valuation then for Fortinet. What is the current valuation of the stock? And if you have an idea of price target, you can tell us. This one's a little messy as well, again, because it's a mix of hardware and software. So there is a bit of a discrepancy here between 
price to earnings uh, and free cash flow per share. So currently, Fortinet trades for about 57 times trailing 12-month earnings, um, but that's a gap. Um, if you're looking for a company that is profitable by every metric there is, Fortinet is the pick you want to focus on in cybersecurity. They're growing and profitable by every metric. I, I should say growing well above the average cybersecurity industry uh, so that's that's important. Above average growth and highly profitable. So 57 times PE, uh, 30 times free cash flow, not a cheap stock. However, on a one-year forward basis, that PE ratio does fall to about 47, 46, 47 times expected earnings. Um, again, a lot of this has to do with just the business model and the hardware it, it's a lower margin part of the business, but as that software starts to get layered in, more software starts to get layered in in the coming years, I think you start to get a big boost in in earnings per share. So I think there's more room for this thing to go. I think this is also fairly valued where it's currently at, just shy of 70 bucks per share. But... Uh, we we still like this one. We we still think this is this is a a fair value, but a wonderful company. If you're looking at a place to start building a cybersecurity stock portfolio, Nick, I know you mentioned Dynatrace. We also own a little bit of Sentinel One, CrowdStrike. Let's talk about the state of the cybersecurity industry as a whole. Yeah, there are tons of pitfalls in investing in cybersecurity. So Palo Alto Networks CEO Nikesh Arora has said he thinks cybersecurity is the most innovative industry in all of tech. You could argue that point, I think, but but I think it illustrates the, the fact that the ball is always moving in cybersecurity because it's basically like it's a it's a defense industry but for for businesses and all organizations. And, you know, there's always bad guys out there trying to infiltrate your system. Uh, and these are like very savvy people that are trying to undermine your operations. And so the companies that help secure this stuff are always constantly in motion. There's always a new competitor with a new shiny security toy. And so it's easy to get lured in by the hottest growth stock of the moment. So I think it's really important for investors to look not just for like fast growing small cap stocks. Uh, I'm going to drop name drop Sentinel one here, which you just said, we, we bought just a very, very tiny position in early this year against my better judgment. And they actually had a pretty ugly earnings outlook last night. Uh, this is a company that is suddenly going from about 75, 80% growth last quarter down to less than 40% growth going forward, which is still fantastic growth. But the problem is this company is still burning through cash. It's still free cash flow negative. It's probably going to be close to about $200 million cash burn rate this year. And so all of a sudden you have to ask, ask yourself like, okay, this company is still growing, but 
when you're pouring so much money into sales and marketing, you can grow, sure. But the question now becomes, can you can you turn a profit? And when you're competing against an established peer, a first mover in cybersecurity like CrowdStrike, uh, both of these companies play in the endpoint cybersecurity market, by the way. Um, CrowdStrike, their growth is also slowing, but still looking at about 30, 40% revenue growth. So basically on par with Sentinel One, but they've already reached profitability. I think that's really important. Uh, investors need to look not just for companies that are growing quickly in this space, but companies that are able to do it at profitable scale. Because if if you're not profitable and the ball moves, like it very frequently does in the cybersecurity industry, you're left with a dead business. The ball has moved, their portfolio, their product portfolio is not positioned to roll with roll with the change. And now you have to start asking hard questions about the business. And I think that's where Sentinel One all of a sudden might be at. This is what happened to FireEye. This was like a, a hot stock back in 2014, 2015 after its IPO. And who's heard of FireEye now? Uh, it got hacked up into two. Half of it went to Google Cloud. Um, it was it was acquired, it spun off its cloud computing segment called Mandiant. And the other half got taken over by private equity. So uh, Sentinel One, I, I worry at this point, might wind up going that direction. CrowdStrike uh, is able to turn a profit. And so you you really have to look at both of those metrics more so than any other part of the software industry, I think, because things move so quickly here. So we take a basket approach to cybersecurity stocks. Primarily, the biggest eggs in the basket are Fortinet and Palo Alto Networks. But we also have Dynatrace, CrowdStrike, Cloudflare. And then, as Nick mentioned, we have that small position in Sentinel-1 for the time being. Nick, you can tell us how we will adjust this going forward. So I think we're going to hold Pat where we're at right at the moment. Sentinel One probably eventually needs to go. I said that was a very, very small starter position that we took. But again, this this one did not meet all of our criteria. And it looks like that's playing out as we should have expected. Sentinel One's latest quarter was not great. I have serious doubts this company will be able to turn any sort of profit or free cash become free cash flow positive anytime soon. So uh, this is an industry I think that will really favor the biggest peer plays, Palo Alto Networks, Fortinet, CrowdStrike. If you're looking for a great value stock, um, maybe Checkpoint and maybe Gen Digital, which is uh, used to be Norton LifeLock. But remember, there's no growth here. Uh, these companies are are losing market share. So that's another another problem to be aware of. So just to kind of reiterate what I said before, I think it really behooves investors here to look for a good combination of growth and profitability. Uh, so I know they're not small cap names, but Palo Alto Networks, Fortinet, to a lesser extent, CrowdStrike, 
Um, I still think there's some stock-based comp issues there, but you know they're making progress on that. Uh, we also have, again, you said Dynatrace. Don't sleep on Synopsys either. The EDA company, they have, they have some software verification and security in there too. Just, I think maybe to hammer the point home one more time, just remember small cap stocks do not automatically equal the highest growth. It really behooves investors to look for a combination of growth and profitability. And so that's going to lead you to Palo Alto Networks, Fortinet, to a lesser extent, CrowdStrike. And I really think everyone else really struggles to sustain uh, stock price growth. Um, you know, your Zscalers, your Sentinel Ones, some of these smaller up and coming companies. And because of the lack of, of being able to do this at profitable scale while also simultaneously growing, I think is going to be an issue for some of these smaller companies. So I guess basically, you know, yes, Palo Alto Networks, Fortinet, they're large cap stocks, but I think over the next three to five years, they can exhibit small to mid cap like stock performance. That's a wrap for our, this episode of Chip Stock Investor on cybersecurity stocks. As you can tell, we really like Palo Alto Networks and Fortinet here. And then, as Nick mentioned, we have a few other stocks that we've added to the basket as well. So we'll keep you updated on any changes we make in our portfolio. Hopefully this is helpful for your portfolio as well. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Don't miss a video. If you want to leave us a tip, please feel free. The link is in the description for coffee. And coming up next week, uh, we got a great question and comment about data center and AI energy efficiency. Who's going to benefit from that? Well, uh, earlier this week, we mentioned that we started purchasing shares of air products and chemicals, ticker symbol APD, but I think we're going to do another semiconductor stock adjacent industry overview next week, Casey, but we'll, we'll come at it from the angle of energy efficiency this time. Thank you.